0: My ability to only be comfortable in massive chaos has been my biggest asset as an entrepreneur. Like, I would never take a note. Like, that scares the piss out of me what these three people are doing right now. You have to watch every single second because those seconds turn into minutes and minutes turn into hours and hours turn into days and days turn into years. You need to win battles in order to win the war. You need to get out of bed, you need to run, you need to work out, you need to read and study and practice and you need to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. And then you need to get up, get out of your damn bed, get off your phone, get out of the soft and addictive comfort zone and get into the combat zone where you have to fight, where you have to dig deep. You have to be vigilant. You gotta stop telling yourself that you're doing enough. You have to do more. In life, is never enough until you feel this overwhelming feeling of oh, man. I'm out working the crowd. I'm outworking working everybody. I'm doing more. Once you get there, that's when you can know you've done enough. You have to learn to train your brain with a zero options mentality. You. So I got an email the other day. This guy's talking about he's struggling to get up. He wants to go to the gym and start grinding early in the morning. I said, when I was 24, I had the same condition, man. I had the same problem. So I started to study it. The more I studied it, I came with this crazy conclusion: I was just being a bitch. When I say bitch, it's not gender specific. It's a mindset. In English, it means weak, soft, feel sorry for yourself. Get your ass up and lace them up. Stay hard. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. That's so true. You have to surround yourself with people that want to work. So, just to drill this through the throat of the Vayner Nation. that's right, I went that graphic. Don't smile, Rock. Here's the bottom line. I refuse to allow you to get an answer to that question because both of them are firmly square in the excuse column and I have no patience for that. They're- Do you ever feel like you're just not doing enough? When you take a look at the people around you, your friends, your peers, and your colleagues, you see them achieving goals left, right, and center. They're always hustling or chasing the next big thing. Meanwhile, you're left feeling like your life isn't going anywhere, and suddenly you hit with this immense pressure that you should also be part of the 5AM club. The pressure to rise and grind is strong, and that is why in this episode, I'll be speaking about my experience with hustle culture and toxic productivity. Hello, my name is Hadley and welcome to Reclaiming My Shine, a podcast in which I share parts of my journey to finding myself and the work I'm doing to rediscover the light within that I've been dimmed over time. Meridian Webster describes productivity as a quality or the state of being productive and is often expressed as a ratio of output to input. Now, though productivity is a crucial part of our daily lives, there's a thin line between productivity and toxic productivity. You see, toxic productivity is defined as overworking at the expense of other facets of your life. It's when you have the do attitude always on and where you feel guilty for taking downtime or resting. And even when you are resting, you're constantly worrying about what you should be doing. These days, we're more often than not bombarded with well-intentioned messages to be productive, to hustle, to rise and grind. We've all seen those TikToks, the YouTube videos, and remember back in the day we used to share those motivational posters from Tumblr. You know the one with the, it's not a mindset, it's a grindset, typed in bold, set to a background of a kitten looking at their lion reflection in the mirror. Yep, we've all had it as our BBM uh, wallpapers at some point. And with the interconnectedness that the internet and social media provides these voices are getting louder and more present from kim kardashian gary Vee, to ali abdal and so many more there's always someone pushing this hustle culture and this grind set for every industry or personality when i started on my journey of rediscovery i was energized and pumped up as i was unpeeling the different layers and getting closer to who i am I was also getting a clearer understanding of what I wanted to achieve. I was fresh into my thirties and in my opinion, so far behind all of my peers. I didn't have my dream car and I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career. So with this newfound lease on life, I channeled this energy into finding every productivity hack and consumed hours of content just to find ways of reaching my goals faster. I wanted to be part of that 5am club. I bought numerous new courses on Udemy and I wanted to have multiple side hustles. I had adopted this I'll sleep when I'm dead mindset. For me, it was a vicious cycle. The more I learned to accept and acknowledge that I am capable and worthy of achieving my goals, the more energized I got and the more I consumed this content, trying to find ways to better my productivity. I wanted to reach my goals and I wanted to do it fast. I was not gonna rest until I saw all of them realized. Though I generally do believe that these tips and hacks are useful, I discovered that there is a danger to them. I had goals, I had to-do lists for every project and I had self-imposed deadlines, but without resting and taking care of myself, I was dropping balls and missing important things. And I used to beat myself up for not achieving my goals in the time that i had set out. And even if I slipped and forgot something, uh, that I needed to do, I would be my harshest critic. In the end, it would make me feel bad because I held myself to such a high standard, and when I didn't meet those standards, I would beat myself up and undo all the work I'd done and worked so hard for in therapy. To an extent, another factor that played a role in my yo-yoing productivity and self-worth was the relationships I had with my father and my partner at the time. Whew, now we're getting deep. My daddy issues were rooted in my abandonment complex in which I developed this deep-seated drive to always prove my worth, to show that I had something to offer and to give people around me a reason to stay. I mean, my partner at the time was someone I looked up to as having it all figured out. They were knocking it out the park career-wise, they had various side hustles, had traveled the world and had so many life experiences that I felt inferior for not having achieved anything close. And being the know-it-all that he was, I often faced criticism and received unsolicited advice that deep down only fueled my own insecurities. Remember, I had grown up to be hyper-independent. At the time, I didn't know how to ask for help because to me, asking for help was equivalent to admitting defeat. But of course, this was not true. It was my own reality. I was viewing the world around me from a distorted lens. There was no specific moment that changed my outlook. I only corrected my view and replaced my negative thoughts with more sessions of therapy and the continuous exercise of learning to love myself. I think there is a place for productivity enthusiasts and for hustle culture to thrive, but just as long as it's in a healthy and a balanced way. Throughout my journey, I've trialed and tested multiple hacks, found amazing sources of inspiration and motivation, and I've learned so much. One of the biggest lessons I've learned is that consistency is more important than intensity. This philosophy was cemented when I read James Clear's Atomic Habits. In it, he says that if you can get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. He continues that by improving by 1% isn't particularly notable. Sometimes it isn't even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful, especially in the long run. Funny story, last year uh, for my birthday I received two copies from, of Atomic Habits from two of my friends. What are the chances? Anyway, I manage my productivity with a series of productivity systems and routines. I find having routines and tools in place helps declutter my mind which allows me to focus on more important things. My number one daily tool is Google Calendar. If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. There are so many plans and important dates that I've forgotten before because it wasn't in my calendar. So when I make plans, I can quickly check my calendar on my phone or on my laptop to check availability and times. And I can just as quickly save the appointment. Having a calendar is not only useful for remembering the things you need to do, but it also allows you to block out time for things you want to do. The nice thing about Google Calendar is it's free and it integrates with most other software and tools. I've also developed a color-coded system that allows me to identify the type of engagement at one glance before even opening it up for more details. I can also set reminders, so in the case of birthdays, I set reminders a couple of days in advance, so just in case I have to buy a gift, I still have time. Last but not least, you can also share your calendar with your partner. This way, if either of you are making plans, you can check the calendar and avoid that awkward double bookings. Next on my must-haves is a task manager. So I use an app called Todoist, which allows me to break down bigger tasks into small executions that I can then track on my phone and again on my laptop. At work, I use a combination of a journal to write down daily tasks and cross them off, and Microsoft Teams to keep track of weekly tasks I need to complete. I find that prioritizing tasks allows me to focus on what's important and helps to avoid having lengthy to-do lists that make me feel bad when I don't get to cross everything off it. Now, next in my arsenal of tools is literally my favorite, and that's Notes app. I use Google Keep most uh, most often, but I'm exploring using Apple Note app, the Apple Note app too. I use Keep for oh, basically everything, shopping lists, recipes, random thoughts that I need to jot down, and I've even planned trips using Google Keep. Both Keep and Apple Notes can be shared with others, again, sharing that shopping list with friends for a weekend away, priceless, and can be easily accessible on your phone or on your laptop. These are just some of the tools I use to help me be more productive. With all the different offerings available, there's free and there's paid, it's important to find what works for you. A good place to start is to align your values, make a list of what you truly value in life, commit to getting real with yourself and not view yourself through a falter and conditioned lens. Um, So here are just some key principles that you can consider as you start getting yourself into a more healthy productivity space. Number one, redefine what productivity means to you. Hustle culture emphasizes the notion of doing more to make yourself feel better but being able to do nothing at all is also important. When you have those days where you feel exhausted, it's okay to veg out on the couch and binge watch a series on Netflix. Next, celebrate your progress and your wins. I think this is an important one to keep you motivated because it has another side to it as well. Once at one part, you're validating yourself at regular intervals and you're not just waiting for large milestones to congratulate yourself. Having a clear understanding of what balance and productivity looks like for you, you're able to set clear boundaries. Now I know boundaries, this is a tough one, it's not always easy to reinforce them, but I guess it's about being clear and intentional about what you prioritize. Finally, don't give in to external pressure. Remember and keep in mind the boundaries you've set and why they are in place. When your personal values align with your workplace values, you are maximizing your ability to be engaged, productive, and highly effective. In return, you get to experience more moments of joy and happiness. And isn't that what it's all about? Like I've said before, you gotta do you, boo. And that's that on that. Thank you for listening and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and don't forget to tag reclaimingmyshine.pod. I would also like to hear your thoughts and experiences with hustle culture or if you have any productivity hacks that work for you, please let me know. I believe the more we talk about these things, the more we're able to find the help and support we need to get through it thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you're listening on and follow reclaimingmyshine.pod on instagram for regular updates and to share your thoughts bye for now